There are very few things that investors can do that are free. But what about a podcast that delivers educational content on investing, saving strategies, financial planning, topical items of interest, and maybe even the odd wacky topic? Welcome to Free Lunch. Hosted by Greg Kramitsky and Colin Andrews of the CM Group at CIBC Wood Gundy, Free Lunch will bring listeners the firm's vast knowledge and experience in dealing with uncertainty to help clients achieve their vision through a deep understanding of what is important to them that requires planning, money, and time. Learn more and subscribe today at markets-work.com. Welcome back to the Free Lunch Podcast with Greg and Colin. And Greg, we wrapped up our Health and Wealth miniseries a few weeks ago and went back to some more normal content for us. Last episode, we talked about how safe your money is. And we looked at the Canadian Investor Protection Fund, the Canadian Deposit Insurance Corporation, and what guarantees do investors have. And Greg, I think it's fair to say they're, I don't know, there aren't really very many guarantees out there in life. No, that's right. And it's one of the things that people do worry about, they get concerned about. And we just want to make sure that people know that there are lots of protections in place for them. Well, and we talked about the difference between a fiduciary and an advisor or advisor, but we're going to throw a head fake here or a juke in football terms, because today we're going back to health and wealth, this arena for one last episode As a reminder, we held this webinar two weeks ago that was focused on removing stress from your investment portfolio. We had Dr. Kevin Fonseca join us discussing all things COVID. And that webinar is available for download. So I encourage any of those that couldn't attend, please download it, view it at your leisure. But today we're pleased to have with us a former NFL and CFL player, someone who's won the big game in Canada, who had a great career in the CFL, and at one point, Greg, held the record for the longest touchdown reception in CFL history. Fantastic. At one point. That means it's been overtaken, yeah, of but course. we'll get into that. But someone who transitioned his knowledge of health to a business that has him leading his field in personal training. And Pat Woodcock is joining us today from, I believe, beautiful Ottawa, Ontario. Is that right, Pat? That is correct. Well, Pat, welcome to the Free Lunch Podcast. Thank you very much for having me, guys. I'm looking forward to the talk. Well, that's great. Well, listen, Pat, let's get things rolling. Tell us your story. How did you end up where you are today? Well, I kind of took a long, circuitous route to get here. Like Colin mentioned, I was fortunate enough to have an eight-year career playing professional football and moved around to a couple different cities. And over the course of that career, I was actually a business major in college, but over the course of my playing career, I began to take a more and more interest in sort of the strength and conditioning side of what I was doing in the off-season. So every year, they're looking for somebody younger and somebody cheaper to come and take your job the next year. So I didn't want to just show up and do what I was told to do. I wanted to take more of an invested interest in what I was doing on the strength and conditioning side to make sure that I was at the top of my game. And so by the time I finished my career, I had acquired a little bit of knowledge to go along with all the experience and training that I had. And so I really want to make use of that and parlay it and and really be able to transition that and give it to sort of the next generation of athletes coming up and hopefully give them an opportunity to achieve some of the same things that I did. I opened up a gym, a training facility called Elite Performance Academy here in Ottawa. And that's been going for about 12 years now. And then over the last several years, I've just kind of naturally transitioned into training more guys like us, guys who are businessmen, guys who are busy with work, busy with families, but still want to look and feel great and have all the energy to do all the things that's required of them. And it's been a really interesting transition into moving from sort of competitive athletes into high-performance men, as I like to call them. Right on. Well, that's great. Greg, he's just described you, a high-performance man. In my mind. In my mind, for sure. 
that's where it starts. Well, that's right. Well, listen, what do you think is the biggest misunderstanding people have when it comes to losing weight or getting into shape? I think one of the biggest problems that people have, especially, like I said, kind of high performance type personality men, is that it's an all or nothing deal. That if I'm going to lose weight, I have to jump in and I have to go seven days a week and I have to work out for two hours a day and I can't eat any carbs and it has to be an all or nothing perfect performance in order for me to gain any results. Oftentimes, that's going to be much more to your detriment than it is to your benefit. Really what it is is having a plan that fits into your lifestyle and enhances your lifestyle and is something that doesn't provide you with additional stress but takes stress away and basically incorporates all the aspects that you need to get the results that you want without wasting a whole bunch of time because we just don't have that kind of time to waste anymore. And full disclosure, Greg, I've been working with Pat for 12 weeks now, just finished the 12-week program. And the results are impressive, I'll tell you. Well, thank you. I don't walk around the office with my shirt off, but maybe someday. (laughs) But am I telling the listeners that the program works, Greg? Yes, you are. Yes, it works. It works for sure. But the link that I had found was the significant relationship between diet and exercise. Whereas, as you pointed out, Pat, like you can work out all day long, but if you're not eating the right things, it doesn't really get you anywhere. So can you expand on that a little bit? 100%. So when we're 25, we can get away with eating pizza seven days a week and still get great results with almost just walking into the gym. But as we get older, things slow down and things just don't function the way they used to. And so being able to tie everything together and have your nutrition plan really match what you're doing training-wise and also match what you're doing in the rest of your lifestyle is the biggest piece in terms of really accelerating results and making them lasting results. So Colin, you and I have talked, I don't want you guys to lose 25 pounds and then gain it all back as soon as we finish. So what we focus on is obviously the training, but certainly creating a nutrition plan that is super simple and fits into your lifestyle and is something that is sustainable in the long term. And so we're not doing any eliminate this, eliminate that. You can't eat during these hours. That stuff can get you results, but it doesn't last in the long term. Really what we want to do is find the sustainable plan that fuels your body and gives you the nutrients and the energy that you need to obviously fuel your training, but also to keep your brain healthy and to help you sleep better and to do all the things that make us function better. And those things are going to translate into fat loss, muscle gain, better energy, better sleep, all those things that we want to have as a result of a training and a workout program. You heard that word there, right, Greg? Plan. Plan. It's one of the things we talk a lot about in building investment plans, and that is planning being the most important thing because you can't start without a plan. And if you start without a plan, you end usually very quickly and without accomplishing anything. What's that thing that Blair always says? A goal without a plan is just a wish or something like that? Yeah, yeah, Yeah. exactly. So listen, Pat, and this is speaking personally, so I've been one of those guys who was in shape once and has wished to get back into shape sadly, and probably like a lot of people, and have got involved in things where you do go on a program that helps you lose weight quickly, but has no follow-up. So you can execute during that period, whether it's a six-week or 12-week period or whatever, and the execution is great. And again, the farther you get away from the starting point, the closer you get back to the starting point, it seems. And so you talk about the importance of creating something that becomes almost more of a lifestyle change in the long run. But how do you do that? How do you get people to, they've 
sacrificed their favorite pizza or whatever. And I'm sure you'll tell us, but there is room for pizza just in some quantity. But how do you get a lasting, years-long adherence to a new lifestyle as opposed to a gradually deteriorating one? Great question, Greg. And I think the biggest key early on is that for somebody to get started, they have to have a reason why they're getting started. And for most of us, there's an element of vanity to it, but having six-pack abs or having big muscles isn't enough of a motivation for it to last long-term. Really what has to be the motivation is going to be different for everybody, but for a lot of guys, obviously, it's going to be to be around and be healthy for my family, to be able to perform well in my business, to feel the way I want to feel. And when you have a motivation that's strong like that, and you can get reminded of that, then it's easy to stick to a plan. Now, the plan has to, like I mentioned earlier, fit into what you're doing. I think a lot of times people, like I said, they go all in and so they get burned out and that is not sustainable in the long term. So we start small and three to four workouts per week and gradually they see results. They realize that they're feeling better. They realize that they have more energy. They're sleeping better, all those type of things. And so it becomes easier to maintain and make it a lifestyle when you have the results that you're looking for. If you're doing a bunch of stuff and not getting the results, well then yeah, nobody wants to continue doing that. And like you said, if you feel deprived of your favorite pizza or you can't have a glass of wine with your wife, that's not something that people want to do for the rest of their life. So you create a plan that fits into the lifestyle, allows you to enjoy the things that you like and still gets you the results that you want and makes you feel the way you want to feel. That is a recipe for long-term success. And it doesn't have to be perfection. And Colin and I have talked about this a few times in his own training. You don't have to be 100% perfect day after day, week after week, because life isn't like that. You're going to have weeks where you don't hit all your workouts. You're going to have weeks where you eat a little bit too much food at celebrations, but that's okay. You get back on track and you just follow along with what you were doing previously. It's just the consistency over a long term, much like investing rather than trying to go all in for a short period of time that's really going to bring you the results that you want. Yeah, and you're talking about creating habits. Have you found any tricks to help people <laughs> develop and keep those habits? Because I think it's called a scale, Greg. Put well, it in yeah. your bathroom, get on it every day. <laughs> well, I make them send pictures of themselves to me every week. So oh, that there I can you go. See. That's usually a big trigger. But no, I think When it comes to habits, one of the best ways to do it is to associate it with something that you're already doing. And so I got this from a book called Atomic Habits by James Cleary. And so something that happens in your day on a regular basis, it might be a meal, it might be a particular meeting or something that you do every single day. And that becomes the trigger to create this new habit. So last year when everything was kind of shutting down, my wife and I decided like we wanted to go for a walk every day and just kind of add that element to our fitness and mental health, getting out in the fresh air and walking. And so to create that habit, we would just, as soon as we put the kids on the bus, we wouldn't even walk back in the house. The kids get on the bus and we just take off on our walk. And we know we were doing that every single day during the week. And so that was our trigger. And then the walk became the habit. And gradually, it just became second nature. And so if you can find something that, whether it could be a meal, could be, like I said, a a particular, even if it's just setting an alarm on your phone, that's your trigger. And then you create the new habit. It will take time for sure. But gradually, when you have a consistent trigger, you can then create a consistent habit. Do you remember the show, The Biggest Loser? I do. So what you've just described is not The Biggest Loser show. Have you ever seen the 
where are they now type of, yes. I don't know, editorials on some of the contestants who have lost hundreds of pounds of weight and they won it all. And then within six or 12 months, they're probably back to where they started. So what you're talking about is not a biggest loser approach. Absolutely not. And I mean, that goes hundred percent against all that I was talking about earlier. So that is going all in, working out for hours every day, drastically reducing food. Yes, you have no choice but to lose weight, but you're crushing your metabolism. You feel terrible and it's absolutely not sustainable in the long term. And when that finishes, as you can see from the results of those people, the rebound is oftentimes worse than where you started from because you've reduced your metabolism so, so much, your body isn't functioning the way it should. So when you start to add in normal food again and take away the hours and hours of exercise you were doing, your body has no choice but to put weight and pounds and inches back on. It's really about, we wanna stoke that metabolism and make it stronger. And Colin, I think you can attest through the program, we started you with some lower calories, but as we go through, we add more food to your program because your body's functioning better. It can make better use of the food that you're taking in, and it gives you that energy to function at your highest levels and you don't always feel deprived. Well, and actually, to your point, Greg, you were talking about pizza. Well, you know that on this lifestyle, I don't want to say this plan, on this lifestyle, I have pizza every Friday. I think, I think about it all week. That I know on Friday, I'm going to eat pizza and a lot of it. And I will weigh two pounds more the next day, guaranteed. And then it's back into it. Exactly. That's the key, really. You just, you have to get yourself to a certain set point because for most people, they haven't done enough activity. They're not eating the right way. And they've been doing that that way for a lot of years. And so their body doesn't know how to deal with the food that they're taking in properly. But if we can reset some things, train your body, allow it to use that food more efficiently and more effectively for the things that we want it to do, then yeah, you can fit pizza into your life and you can have a glass of wine with dinner and all those things that make life enjoyable. Everybody loves having a good meal with family and friends and all that kind of stuff. And nobody wants to put that aside and you don't need to. Now, if you want to go to the Olympics or you want to step on stage in a bikini and look great with your muscles showing, then yeah, you got to take them out. But for the rest of us, it's just not a requirement. You just got to know how to plan and fit it into that plan with everything else that you're doing. Greg, this sounds so much like investing, doesn't it? It does, because there are things that you can do in investing which will hurt you in the long run. There are things you can do that we've talked about in other podcasts where you make a short-term, whether it's a short-term bet or a speculative bet, and it may work out for you in the short-term, but the odds of it working out in the long-term are extremely poor. Well, I would actually say... That person that has that speculative bet that works out for them on their rebound, just like the post biggest loser show. That's right. They actually get crushed. They can end up worse. And part of it is confusing luck with skill and some of these other things. (laughs) Well, listen, Pat, you've been doing this a long time now. You said 12 years in Ottawa. So what kind of changes have you seen? Are people becoming more health aware? I'm in the baby boomer category here, and I've certainly figure at my age, maybe it's time to start getting back into shape again. But do you see that? Is that a trend that you're starting to see now? Honestly, it comes in waves. There's certain times when it becomes sort of the popular thing or it becomes something that's big in the news. And certainly I think with COVID, there's been a big kind of influx of it because people are recognizing now that gyms have been closed, how much they need physical fitness and how much they need it for not just their physical, but their mental health as well. And so I think right now, for sure, it's high and people are very dialed into finding 
the plan that's going to work for them when they can't go to a gym? How do I stay in shape even when I'm at home? How do I get my mental health back and get my body and my life back under control? Because so many of us have spent the last year like watching Netflix and binge drinking and eating all the takeout and all those kind of things. And so even for people who were relatively healthy before, you realize you can't live this way for a very long time because your body just deteriorates so quickly. So for sure right now, there is a lot of interest in how do I improve my health? How do I improve my fitness? How do I put myself in the best position to live a long, healthy, productive life for sure? I got to ask you, so in the program, actually, Greg, so there was one thing that I really appreciate was when you go through the 12 weeks, on the 12th week, you get this email and it says something like, I can't remember word for word, Pat, you might have to fill it in with for me, but it's something like, congratulations, you've done the 12 weeks and this is your new life going forward. It wasn't like uh, it's over and see you around. It was, you've made the changes and this is how you're going to live your life. Wasn't that kind of the message? 100%. That's exactly what I aim to get out of this. Like I said, I'm not interested in the quick fix, like lose 30 pounds in 12 weeks just so I can put your picture on the website and then see you later. I'm trying to, like we talked about, create habits, create a lifestyle so that you feel better and are able to operate at your highest levels for years after we stop working together. Ideally, I want to work with everybody for as long as possible and be able to guide and help and do as much as I can. But really, I want this to continue long beyond whatever time I decide to work or the client decides to work with me so that it not only makes their life better, but then it becomes something that they can transfer to their family and hopefully their partner and their kids and all that kind of stuff start to pick up on the same habits and just move everybody kind of in the right direction rather than, like we talked about, a quick fix that is done after 12 weeks. It's interesting. After Prince Philip, who passed away recently. At I was, 99. Uh, at 99 or whatever his age was. And <laughs> I was reading a little bit about his history, and it turns out that I guess when he was a young man in the Royal Air Force and he was training in Canada, this was before both of your time, but I was alive for it. They had a program called 5BX which was created for the Air Force, and it was 5BX stood for five basic exercises. And it was a program where it was just a routine, kind of like a body weight circuit that everyone did in the morning, and they worked up to different levels, but it included the basic sit-ups and push-ups and strength exercises and things like this. Apparently, Prince Philip did that his whole life. He learned it when he was a cadet in the Royal Air Force, and he spent 11 minutes, it was just 11 minutes, more of like a high-intensity kind of training program, practically till the day he died. And apparently his waist size was possibly two inches larger than it was when he was 18 years old. And he maintained that. Did it contribute to his long life? You would have to think it didn't hurt. Absolutely. When you talk about making this part of your life, it sounds like that's a missing piece for a lot of people. It's like, well, I exercise and that's kind of separate from everything else I do, as opposed to this is what I do. I get exercise, I work out, I do weight training, I go for jogs or runs or bike or whatever it is, but it's a lifestyle. What we say in our business, it's not a transaction, it's a process. And it yes, sounds like that that's what you're talking about. That's a great phrase, actually. I like that one. But yeah, 100%. And I think that falls under the category of just overall consistency. I talked a little bit about people who jump in 100% and do everything. The other end of the spectrum is people who look around and see... Peloton and jogging and weightlifting and powerlifting and CrossFit and they think I don't know where to start So I'm not going to do anything and it doesn't have to be the perfect program Obviously, there's a science and a process to doing things a certain way But 
doing something is better than nothing and doing it consistently will get you more results than looking for the perfect program and not actually doing anything. So it doesn't have to be the perfect program. It doesn't have to be the perfect time. Just take some action, get started with something and then be consistent with it. If you can prove it over time, awesome, but stay consistent over a long period of time. And I think that's what the Prince Philip example is a perfect description of that. 5BX. 5BX, look it up. Actually, Greg, I got one other thing on that because this kind of caught me off guard a little bit. As a former professional football player, there's a certain stereotype that people get when you're in that camp. And one of the things you talked about were things like gratitude and meditation and the link of those things to your mental health and ultimately your physical health. Can you talk a little bit about that? In a certain element, I am still a meathead at heart, but (laughs) as I've gotten older, you realize that we deal with so much stress every day. And regardless of whether it's business stress or family stress or just sitting in traffic stress, whatever, and stress is really like the silent killer of so many people. It creates so many issues, messes up hormones, disrupts sleep, all those kind of things. And so when you can create things or take part in things that create some mental health and some relief from that stress, that's going to go a long way, not just in losing fat and building muscle and looking good, but you feel better and you behave better and you have patience and mental clarity and all those things. And so one of the things that I kind of discovered in the research that I read was when you are truly in a state of gratitude and recognizing how blessed you are and being thankful for things, it's impossible to be stressed at the same moment. So those two things, like they just can't be, they're like oil and water, they cannot mix. So if you're able to put yourself in a true state of gratitude and be thankful for what you have and who you are, that takes you out of that stressful environment at least for a few minutes every day. And so that goes a long way. I usually do it before bed. I have a gratitude practice, a little journal. So three things that I'm thankful for today, three things that went really well for me today, three people that impacted my life today. And just when you're thinking about those things and putting yourself in that moment, stress melts away. And that's a great way to finish off the day, go to bed with a clear head and get good night's sleep. And then you wake up with kind of that same mindset the next morning and the day gets off to a good start, a positive start, an energetic start instead of, oh, what do I have to do today? What am I behind on? What did I miss yesterday? All those kind of things. And so does it sound a little wishy-washy for a football guy? Maybe, but it works. And it's something that has been a huge part of my life. And I think a lot of my clients find it very impactful as well. Well, there's a course on Coursera. Are you familiar with Coursera? No, I'm not. If you go to, I think it's Coursera.com or I can't remember, but there's a course called the Science of Wellbeing. It's a Yale University course and it's offered for free on Coursera and it's awesome. So there's my little tip to you, Pat. There you go. I'll have to check that one out. Greg, what do you got for him? Well, I'm just wondering when you're working with somebody like yourself, you're working with a specialist, how important is trust in that relationship and in the ultimate success or failure of that relationship? I think it's huge. It's a big part of it because for a lot of, like we talked about, a lot of guys maybe have not been training at least very often lately and don't necessarily know what steps to take. We talked about being confused by all the different things out there. So if they're going to put their full effort and their full trust and faith and everything into a particular program, that trust has to come from the coach. It can't just be the words on a page or a PDF document. Like it has to be, you recognize that the coach, number one, knows what he's talking about. Number two, cares about me and what results I'm getting. 
And number three is going to be there to support and help and adjust and all those kind of things. And so for me, like that's a huge part of trying to take care of my clients and make sure that not only do they trust the program and get good exercise and build big muscles, but they believe that when they have a question, I'm going to answer it for them. I'm going to give them the best information that I have and that it's going to be information that they can take and apply and get results with. And that we're kind of in this together. Once we sign up and it's we're client coach, then your goals are my goals. And I want to make sure that you reach them and we're going to do whatever we can to make sure that that happens. Right on. And I guess it's important too, from your end, that you have trust that the people that have brought you in to help them achieve their goals, that they will follow along with your guidance and not try to cheat along the way, as opposed to somebody who's really committed to following the guidance that you're providing. For sure. And I mean, it's a challenge and everybody's a little bit different and has different stuff going on in life. But I think the more that they trust the program and trust that I'm pointing them in the right direction. And this is the way to get the results, the better those results are going to be for them. Must be a good feeling for you to see the results that your clients are getting. It is. It's awesome. I started off my coaching career working with athletes. And so it was all about how much weight can we add to the bar? How much faster can they run? That kind of stuff. But now seeing guys come back and say, not only have I lost this weight, but I have more energy and I'm more patient with my kids and my business is taking off and all these things that happen as a result of feeling you're at best and being confident in yourself and being able to go forward, presenting your best self. That's just as gratifying as a fast 40 yard dash time. Man, I do not want to run a 40 yard dash anytime soon. Like I feel like I'd pull both hamstrings, wreck my quads. I don't know. It takes some working up to for sure. No matter what you're doing training wise, if you haven't done it, that's a whole different deal. We had a coach in high school. You do fourth quarter training at the end of practice. And this one coach was a former all-star football guy. And he decided he was going to run with us, Greg, for the fourth quarter. <laughs> Didn't work out very well for him. He made no, one 20 yard dash mistake. and yeah, blew both hamstrings and was out of commission. That's a rough deal, man. That is not a good feeling. I've had too many of those over the course of my career. I don't want any more. Well, listen, you did all the heavy lifting. We got through all the questions we wanted to get through with you. You ready for just kind of a fun speed round to wrap things up? Let's do it. All right. Greg, you want well, to kick sure. us off? What do you do for fun when you're not working, either working out or helping others? Well, generally it's stuff with the family. My kids are super active and playing basketball and lacrosse and soccer and that kind of stuff. So we have a trampoline in the backyard. So we love to be active and go do stuff with the family. Great. Any books you're reading right now? I am actually, we talked about the Atomic Habits book. I'm actually going through that one for the second time now. So <laughs> that's the one I'm on right now. That's a great book. It's amazing when we did our health and wealth series, how often that book comes up. What was the other one that came up? Tiny Habits? Was there another one called Tiny Habits? Something along that line, yeah. yeah. Although I think that may have been part of the Atomic Habits. Yeah. Book, actually, yeah. It's pretty crazy how it's all linked. It is. So just so you know, Pat, we had an osteopath, a... What did we have, Greg? Mindset coach. Mindset coach and a perfectionist coach. And they all sort of had the same book that you talked about. So anyways, what shows you watching? What are you binging these days? Ooh, so I went through so many last year that I really <laughs> have not gotten into a new one. Good for you. Yeah, kind of just floating around. So right now I'm just kind of watching the basketball playoffs when I have a chance. But yeah, I have not started a new series on Netflix because I know <laughs> how addictive they are and I don't want to get into that right now. <laughs> Probably good advice right there as well. Other than, of course, the free lunch podcast, which you're starring on today, 
What kind of podcast do you listen to? Do you listen to podcasts? On occasion, I prefer books, if I'm being honest, but I do have a couple of business ones that I listen to and a couple on train. So business-wise, a gentleman named Vince Del Monte has a, a pretty good podcast. Training-wise, there's a lot of good ones in terms of health or training or nutrition or whatever your particular interest is. And then I've always been a big fan of Tim Ferriss, actually. I think his podcasts are really entertaining to listen to regardless of the guest. And I find you get to hear from a variety of different types of people. So that's always been kind of a staple for me. Right on. Greg, I think we're going to edit that whole question. So the answer will just be that Pat listens to the free lunch <laughs> podcast and nothing else. The number one rated podcast that oh, comes yes. out Wednesday mornings. Yes. <laughs> Very nice. <laughs> well, I think that's about it. Is there anything to wrap no, it up? I think that's been great, Pat. I think you've clarified a lot for our listeners and for me, I know, and I really appreciate your sort of continuing to push that link between health and it's not just about big muscles. It's about living a healthy lifestyle and being the best you can be. And I think everybody would want that. So absolutely. Well, and it just parlays into our world too. It's not about the best stock you pick or whatever. You got to have that plan and you got to follow it and you got to execute. Right on. So cool. Well, hey, Pat, thanks for joining us today. Really appreciate your time. And Greg, are we recommending his services to anybody? We absolutely are. Yeah, 100%. (laughs) You bet. Works. Awesome. Yeah. All right. Thanks, fellas. It was my pleasure to enjoy the conversation for sure. Thank you for listening to the Free Lunch Podcast hosted by the CM Group at CIBC Wood Gundy. Do subscribe to this podcast to get more realistic insight on investing or to connect with one of our talented partners. Please head on over to markets-work.com. We'll see you next time on the Free Lunch Podcast. The CIBC logo and CIBC Private Wealth Management are registered trademarks of CIBC. If you are currently a CIBC Wood Gundy client, please contact your investment advisor. CIBC Private Wealth Management consists of services provided by CIBC and certain of its subsidiaries, including CIBC Wood Gundy, a division of CIBC World Markets, Inc. CIBC Private Wealth Management is a registered trademark of CIBC used under license. Wood Gundy is a registered trademark of CIBC World Markets, Inc. Colin Andrews and Greg Kraminski are investment advisors with CIBC Wood Gundy. This information, including any opinion, is based on various sources believed to be reliable, but its accuracy cannot be guaranteed and is subject to change. CIBC and CIBC World Markets, Inc., their affiliates, directors, officers, and employees may buy, sell, or hold a position in securities of a company mentioned herein, its affiliates or subsidiaries, and may also perform financial advisory services, investment banking or other services for, or have lending or other credit relationships with the same. CIBC World Markets, Inc. and its representatives will receive sales commissions and or a spread between bid and ask prices if you purchase, sell, or hold the securities referred to above. CIBC World Markets, Inc., 2021.